Welcome to the City Confessions. I'm Marianne Yip, a native New Yorker, and I'm here to discuss all the thoughts that go to the minds of people living in New York City. Since I'm a native who was born and raised in a city that never sleeps, I come across people who are constantly in a rush. I would like to take a moment to sit down and talk about what's on their minds and what keeps them up at night. So sit back and let's dive into these confessions of people I know and people I just met. Hi guys, welcome back to the next episode of the City Confessions. I am so, so excited today because I have Danielle Lupo. She is an international playmate and has been featured in editorial spreads such as Playboy, GQ, Industry, and Inc. magazines. But what you guys might not know is that she's also working in the healthcare field and she's been in it for almost 10 years and is also a certified cardiographic technician. So that is crazy. <laughs> I feel like it's such an interesting combination. So welcome and thank you so, so much for being on. Thank you for having me. So why don't we begin by telling the listeners a little bit about who you are, what your background is, because for those who are not familiar with you. Sure. Um, you pretty much covered it really well. <laughs> um, definitely involved with... The modeling aspect of um, I've started off modeling for International Playboy a few years ago. Um, that ultimately got the opportunity of being a Playboy bunny at the Playboy Club New York. Um, and I've been modeling ever since and working in healthcare for almost 10 years um, throughout the process of being a model and working at Playboy Club. It was really interesting and such a fulfilling experience to be able to do both you know, live in both worlds. So I know that there's definitely a lot of stereotypes and just maybe, you know, off off the bat, like just first impressions or judgments if you like say that you're a playmate. So can you clarify those myths and what exactly does that even mean? <laughs> definitely. Um, <laughs> I guess you can say some people don't understand the difference between a playmate and a bunny. Um, playmate doesn't necessarily mean um, full nudity, I guess, <laughs> if you don't mind me using <laughs> totally. the language. I, I love um, to keep it real and raw here. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess I guess looking from it, you know, um, being in those magazines, I wasn't fully nude. And being a bunny, people would even ask me, um, do you take your clothes off at the club? And I would be like, absolutely not. Have been using the bunny suit, the iconic bunny suit. And there's a lot of confusion between the both, um, you know, aspects of Playboy. And then you know, being a model, modeling a bikini, um, you get you get kind of judged for you know being comfortable in your own skin, being comfortable in your body, and showing and being proud of your body. Um, and especially being involved in healthcare, it's such a conservative world mm -hmm. um you know and i kind of have to be careful with what i let out there what i put out there um you know they they want to see you in scrubs they don't want to see the modeling aspects side of you so i do have to like have to keep those worlds separated um it's still it's still really rewarding for me i guess you can say to 
you know, have both stereotypes of being the brainiac girl in scrubs and being the, you know, model and being comfortable in my own skin. Mm-hmm. And when you were approached, I guess, to be a playmate, did you have any hesitation? Like, can you walk me through that decision? Was it hard? And just like, if you're fr- if you have support from your friends and family? Yeah, for sure. It was definitely tough, um, you know, for my friends and family that are more conservative and worried about, you know, my image with healthcare and everything. Um, I definitely have to be careful with what I put out there. Um, for my May Playmate um, spread, I actually used a different name. I didn't want my last name attached to that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was more, I guess, for Skay, you can say, being Playmate of the Month. Um, yeah, that was in, that was in Playboy Czechoslovakia. Uh, so definitely have to be careful with what I put out there. You know, the normal concerns that friends and family would have. Um, I kind of had to make them comfortable with the idea that I am being careful with what I'm putting out there. I'm being picky. And it is for the greater good in my career and modeling and being a multifaceted person. Mm-hmm. And where did you grow up? I grew up in Bessemer, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what is your... Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. Um, I'm actually still here right now. <laughs> okay. So what is your relationship with New York City? Um, do you just do a lot of work here or have you ever lived here? Yeah, so Playboy Club, when I was working there, unfortunately, uh, we recently closed. Um, I would stay at a friend's, um, be back and forth, be at my boyfriend's. He still lives in Manhattan. We go back and forth, but... um. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm back in Bessie Ridge doing the whole quarantine thing here. It's super peaceful. Mm-hmm. And um, kind of, I get to enjoy best of both worlds. You know, I get the busyness and excitement of New York, and then I come back here. It's so laid back and really chill. Yeah. So yeah. are you currently working right now, like, at, in the healthcare field? What's that? Are you currently working in the healthcare field right now? Yeah, yeah. So when the whole corona outbreak happened, originally, I think we were like seven weeks ago, um, I applied to a few different hospital systems to be on call. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they haven't been able to bring me on full time, actually, because I would be um, a new body that they, you know, they don't want to bring in and full time exposing, you know, myself to the staff and everything. Um, so what I've been doing is... Originally, I was I was making a plan to intern, and I was looking for an internship. And then when Corona broke out, um, those plans had to change. And I just wanted to offer my expertise, experience um, in the field, and being specializing in cardiology. Um, you know, there's a need there too. So I was able to offer my time on call and able to offer my expertise virtually. Um, I'm not sure if you caught that article on Guest of a Guest that I recently wrote. No, I haven't. Please educate me. <laughs> um, so they just, yeah, they had me talk a little bit about, um, you know, the normal anxieties going on right now, how to deal with the corona outbreak and quarantine and precautions and everything. So I'm really grateful that I'm able to offer my help virtually as well. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Um, why did you want to get into the cardiology? cardiology field like what was it that was so appealing to you um 
So my healthcare journey is a long one. You know, it's almost been 10 years. Um, I'd say it started, I mean, I actually started as a dental assistant and that kind of got me into the healthcare field. And um, I got into a bad car accident that landed me in the hospital and having all different tests done and everything that kind of opened my eyes to there's so many things to be done in healthcare. And ultimately when I got into the car accident, I had to leave my job as a dental assistant and quit school. Um, I was in school for dental hygiene. Um, and then I changed my major to be, um, a science major, Mm -hmm. uh, focusing in health science. So when that all happened, the car accident kind of sent me back. I went to medical tech school and I did um, a cardiographic technician course. And that was, you know, that got me really interested in cardiology and I kind of used what I learned in anatomy and physiology in college and, you know, got to apply my skills in that field. And um, that kind of led to a great internship and a great job opportunity at St. Peter's. That's amazing. Um, obviously, you don't know me, but um, the whole reason why I started this podcast is because, one, I'm a native New Yorker and I'm really intrigued by the people that I come across and just meeting people from different you know, walks of life and hearing their stories. Obviously, I would never have, well, I want to say never, but I don't think we would have been able to connect. <laughs> and given what's happening, it's just so amazing that we are able to just have this conversation. But another part of it is because um, the reason why it's called the City Confessions is that I'm kind of doing like a like a reverse format of this podcast just because your story well, you'll understand why. So I often, it's called the city confessions because I often ask my guests like a confession they have at the end. Um, and I started, I shared my confession last year and actually, um, I had open heart surgery about, um, yeah, like four years ago. And I just like was so quiet about it because I'm such a private person and, you know, I'm on social media as well, but I literally didn't, like reveal it or anything and um it was I didn't I personally didn't I guess heal from it until years later I think I just had this mindset of you know I'm gonna finish I'm gonna do this and then get over it and then just move on with my life but I didn't actually have time to really process what was going on so it's just so interesting because you know when I read that I was like wow like we kind of have that you know not in common, but the fact that my whole journey with finding it was obviously going to a cardiologist, getting all these mm-hmm. x-rays and everything. So yeah, it's, it's weird. <laughs> so, yeah, no, that's awesome that you're sharing that. And I feel like that's a big part of the healing process, you know, mm-hmm. um, and acceptance and the healing. Wow. That's, that's a major surgery. It is. I don't, I don't think again, people realize that too, because when I had it, I was, I feel like I was just such a, like, the best, not client, but um, patient, just because I was super positive. That's just my um, defense mechanism. You know, I didn't want to show that I was worrying or anything. And then years later, I was like, oh, my God, like, my surgery was actually huge. You know, like, thinking about how, I mean, I don't want to go into details, but, like, they actually cut you open, you know? Yeah. And it's just, yeah. yeah, and there's a lot, you know, more than 
people just think that, you know, they see the eye because you're wearing a shirt mm-hmm. and they can't see the scars mm-hmm. and that's something that you're dealing with. But I think it's great that you're, you're talking about it and accepting it and taking care of yourself. It sounds like being yeah. positive. That's a huge part. Yeah, for sure. Um, but this episode is about you. So let's bring it back. <laughs> um, I want to have you patient. Be patient. <laughs> yeah. But I guess what has, I'm so curious to know just what has been your biggest struggle? I mean, I know, you know, you can just say like, yeah, it's been hard balancing both Mm -hmm. jobs, like overcoming judgments. But was there ever one moment where you were like, holy shit, like, I, you know, can't do this anymore. Or like, was there ever, you know what I mean? Something that happened to you? Not talking about your your accident, but just your journey with mm-hmm. either being a playmate or working in the health field. Yeah, I mean, people that have met me, you know, I have, I have friends from way back and people that just meet me now. Um, they don't, you know, they look at my academic and healthcare career and they're like, wow, she's so smart. You know, it must come easy for her. Like, she's just smart. She's got it. But I actually, I really struggled in school. And I never would have thought in a million years that I would be applying to med schools that I am right now. Um, never, ever would have thought that. And I struggled with that in school, being kind of um, in a huge public school system and them kind of telling me, you know, if I wasn't paying attention or I wasn't um, studying, doing the assignments as they wanted it would be like, you know what, school isn't for everyone. And that really, that really affected me. And I never, that just, that kind of affected me for a while. And having the car accident set me back. I actually had two car accidents that sent me out of school for um, a while at a time. Um, it was just important to, you know, have faith in myself that I can do it, no matter what all the teachers were saying that, Oh, maybe school isn't for you, blah, blah, blah. College isn't for everyone. Um, It was just really important to hold on to that faith in myself that, you know, and I wanted that. Um, It was something that when I really applied myself, I surprised myself. Mm -hmm. I love that. Thank you. Definitely was a struggle. And I think, you know, there's not going to be one person out there that can just say, oh, school's so easy. comes, you know, easy. Right. Do you find it difficult for people to take you seriously since you are such a bombshell and there's obviously such a myth out there with beauty and brains can't exist? Yeah, definitely. Um, one of my favorite compliments, it's it's kind of satirical, but people, people actually tell me when they start talking to me, they're like, wow, you're actually smart. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, thanks, I guess that's a compliment. Um, but people are so easy and quick to judge a book by its cover, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's it's fun to tell them, yeah, I'm pre-med. And they're like, whoa, you know, I'm in a bunny suit and I'm talking to people, meeting people, and they're like, whoa, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's more than the eye. Yeah, for sure. I think that's something that, I mean, hopefully our society can change that. Because I think um, – even women in the workforce, you know, there's like all these barriers. Like if you're too strict or you know what you want, you come off as being bossy or like being a bitch. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, if you want kids, well, you have to choose. Like you can't have it all. And it's 
so mm-hmm. annoying. Um, but clearly, you're a prime example that you can do both in a sense of you know following your passion and modeling, but also being so so passionate with um the healthcare field. So I think that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you. So I want to shift gears a little bit and ask you what keeps you up at night. It can be related to the pandemic that's currently going on or just in general. I know we somewhat touched upon that, but just right this moment, is there any stress that you're going through? And if not, that's fine as well. But why don't you just share some of your like burdens and just those racing thoughts? <laughs> yeah, um, definitely, you know, the... The unknown of tomorrow, I guess, is mainly stressing me out, stressing, you know, my friends and family out and, um, you know, trying to get a hold on that anxiety itself, um, not knowing what tomorrow is going to bring. And I have so many different family events that have to be canceled coming up and it's really heartbreaking and you just want to go over to, you know, my cousin's going through it right now. She has to cancel all her bridal events and everything possibly the wedding and I'm just it breaks my heart I just Mm -hmm. want to run over there and give her a hug but I can't you know um so anything from you know what tomorrow can bring and I I know we're waiting on May 15th is when we're going to hear from our governors and everything what's going on and they're probably going to push it back further right um yeah so it's just the unknown and um um, you know, keeping me up at night, thinking of the med schools that I'm applying to are so far away from my family, and I might have to be away for years at a time, and I just, you know, I don't know if I can do it, but yeah, I guess it would be the unknown. Yeah. You know? What does your yeah. schedule look like? I mean, I know every day is probably either the same or different, <laughs> but how is your quarantine life going yeah, I mean, these days are really blending together. Mm-hmm. Like, this, my sleep schedule is completely off. Um, eating and everything, can't get fresh food anywhere. Um, it's a whole thing if you want to tackle the kitchen. And next thing you know, it's 9 o'clock at night. And, you know, it, it's really, the days are really blended together. Um, and between the whole treks to the food market and everything, how stressful that is with, you know, I have to put my gloves on and change them with my mask and everything and sanitizer like crazy. Um, it's just a really weird time and I'm trying to handle it and be, you know, be on my computer. If I'm, you know, being on call, I have to be on three different systems logged in um, to, you know, maintain that schedule and I'm trying to offer my expertise online as well, um, writing different pieces um, for advice and, you know, how to handle this time and everything. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, it's, I'm trying to, trying to handle it, trying to make it as normal as possible. But, you know, these days are really bleeding into the other. Right. Yeah. So I'm sure you've heard of like quarantine 15 <laughs> because everybody's <laughs> just at home. So, you know, you work in the healthcare field, but I'm sure you have, you have an interest and you value health and wellness. So what are some tips that you can share with the audience in terms of how to avoid that? I mean, honestly, I guess it, if you gain, I'm sure we all have gained a few pounds, it's totally fine. But just like, what are tips to still be healthy, still maintain somewhat of a, you know, normal 
eating schedule instead of just snacking all day. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's tough. Um, you know, if you just want to sit around and snack all day while you're watching your Netflix. Um, but, I mean, what I tried to do is, you know, I, I know that gyms are closed and it's super hard even to get outside and work out like normally, um, especially my allergies are killing me. I'm like a little mm -hmm. tickle in my throat. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> do I have Corona? <laughs> you know? Um, so what I did, I kind of cut down on my calories, um, kind of skipping, you know, a heavy breakfast if I can, because uh, I'm not getting the same amount of exercise to burn off the normal amount of calories that I consume. Mm -hmm. uh, so that helps, you know, being mindful of snacking. I have kind of trick I learned in nutrition. Um, instead of, you know, think of, are you so hungry that you want, you would eat an apple if you were so hungry or if you're like, no, nah, I don't want an apple. I want those chips. Then, you know, you're not hungry. Um, you're just bored snacking. Oh, um, that's a good one. I never yeah, thought about I, I that. I really like that tip because it's, it's funny. You catch yourself being like, nah, I don't want an apple. I want those chips. <laughs> but then like if you're really hungry, do you, what do you, is yeah, that a goal for the chips? Of, yeah, that's your brain <laughs> telling your, your, you know, being in communication with your stomach. Like, I, my body needs nourishing, you know, give me that, give me that apple, give me whatever. Got it. That's so, yeah, I think that's super helpful. Because I yeah, think it definitely exactly. tells people, yeah, like you have to be really in tune with your hunger cues. Mm -hmm. um, and then I often, yeah, I think I hear people say like, take down notes, right? Like, why are you hungry? That's like mm -hmm. a question. Like, are you hungry oh because God. you're bored? Like a food diary. That's, yeah, yeah. that's definitely recommended. Yeah. But have you yeah, been like, doing um, um, exercise at, at home? Yeah, I'm trying to at least do some uh, some stretching and yoga, light yoga, nothing crazy, mm -hmm. no sun salutations going on, but <laughs> definitely um, stretching it out because being on our couches and our beds and so on, um, I I actually had to go to the chiropractor the other week um, and my whole back tensed up because of the car accidents and everything that I've been dealing with and being quarantined confined and not having normal body function um our muscles are like tensing up in the wrong places and um it's really important to stretch and i, I mean probably not going to catch me doing jumping jacks in my living room but it is important to try to stay at least you know a little active in this right um okay we have to talk about dating just because You are obviously dating celebrity tattoo artist, John Boy. And yeah. I want to know how you guys met. And I want to know, just, I don't know, like, let's dive into that. <laughs> yeah, we actually met at Playboy Club. Awesome. And how, was it like an instant connection? Like, walk me through your yeah. first impression of him. Yeah, um, so we met at Playboy Club. And he kind of just waltzed straight in. Um, my manager... He was kind of really excited about John, and I have no tattoos. I still don't have any tattoos. Um, and he was like, oh, John Boy tattoo is coming in. I'm like, I have no idea who that is, but you know, any customer are going to make feel welcome and have a good time. And John just walked right in with a smile on his face, cracked all kinds of jokes, and I'm like, this is great energy. We're going to have a great night, you know? Um, and we ended up just clicking and hitting it off and tearing up the town. <laughs> and how long has that been? A little over a year now. That's awesome. And um, 
has but your schedule is so crazy how do you even fit dating because honestly in my opinion when you're dating somebody i mean you know it shouldn't seem like work but you have to put an effort yeah it definitely becomes another full-time job for (laughs) sure um with his his schedule is so so crazy and i want to be involved in everything that you know he's involved in and all the fun events that we get to do and go to with each other um it's a lot Mm-hmm. Uh, but he respects and he really loves that, you know, my passion for healthcare and everything. And I have a goal in mind and a dream with that. Um, so, you know, if, if I give him a look, I'm like, yeah, I got school the next day. Got to cut it close to midnight. You know, we'll go home. And um, he even comes back to Jersey with me a lot of the time. So I get that peaceful sleep and state of mind. Um, and yeah, so it's, it's all about balance and you know, we're still figuring out as everyone else is, but yeah. And have you seen him uh, since quarantine? Uh, yeah, um, it was actually really tough. He, he got corona um, oh, wow. I a didn't little over that. a month ago. He was he was first here in Jersey, but it's just tough. His um his you know his life, his apartment is back in New York, and literally the day that he went back and he was getting some stuff from the moxie where his shop is in times square um he caught it there or i don't know he was going back and forth between his house and the moxie and in between taking ubers you know he's a new yorker he doesn't have a car Mm -hmm. um you're exposing yourself to all those different environments um and he got really sick and almost immediately and they're saying um it's about I think like a seven to 14 day incubation period for the virus to actually take full effect on you. And he got hit pretty quickly because um, we were both healthy in Jersey. And then, you know, he had to quarantine himself for over a month alone in New York. And that was really, really tough for him. It's tough for me to see him struggling with that too. Um, but, you know, I'm glad he's healthy. And, you know, if anything, um, he's immune now, you know, so I don't have mm-hmm. to worry as much about him. Wow, I did not know that. That's, yeah, I mean, I personally don't know anybody who has it, but I'm sure, like, through people, like, friends of friends. So yeah, it's so yeah it sounds pretty nasty. Yeah. Um, definitely something not to be messed with. And, you know, you hear about, I'm, I'm mostly worried about my parents, you mm-hmm. know, being, um, I mean, they're, you know, they're 16, they're not old, but from what we're hearing with the, um, mortality rate is really affecting the older community you know yeah um so we're i want to know also like you know again being from somebody who works in the healthcare field and a little bit about dating so like we're gonna combine those two elements um what are your tips for like really fostering like a fulfilled heart like both medically and emotionally so obviously taking care of yourselves but then like you know in a medical uh perspective but then also emotionally whether or not you're in a relationship or a single i mean i i'd say the most important thing is to have a mutual understanding and respect of each other and you know your lifestyles um again our our lifestyles are completely different um but it's good to support each other through that and be a team and be on each other's side be a fan even um 
Yeah, I'm not going to say it's it's easy and, you know, I have it all figured out because I don't. But I guess, you know, you figure it out along the way and you find out what works and what doesn't work. And you go with the flow as much as possible. Um, I hope I don't sound too lax about that. But, um, yeah, it's, it's all, it's all, every relationship and, um, you know, friendship or relationship, it's a learning experience. And, you know, you kind of have to figure everyone out, um, you know, your likes, your dislikes, and, you know, what you're going to put up with, what you're not going to put up with, and, you know, try to, at the end of the day, have a mutual respect for each other as individuals, I mm-hmm. guess, that would be really important for your mental. Yeah, for sure. And it just seems like also just really accepting, you know, each other for who you are, like, whole, right? Yeah, definitely. Right. Yeah, it's tough, because again, I... So, you know, I don't have tattoos. I don't understand um, the culture and the, you know, the cult, like, <laughs> you know, the aspect of it, I guess, um, you know, because I, I've spent a lot of time in his shop and, you know, seeing his clients come in and out and how it, it affects them so much that they end up, you know, in, at one point in tears um, telling a story about why they're getting this little tattoo Mm -hmm. and you know how it means so much to them that he's you know he's doing it for them and um it's just I mean I'm while I might not get tattoos in that sense um I I get it it's all part of the healing process which Mm -hmm. is you know really important body image and everything if you know that makes someone feel more confident do it you know Mm -hmm. yeah so definitely you also like read my mind because the next question I was going to ask was like, like being with him, being surrounded by that, does that ever, you know, you're like, Hmm, should I get a tattoo now? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he does great work and it, it even looks, I don't know. I really don't know anything about tattoos. So don't quote me here, but it looks so perfect. Like a little, you know, I, I was a little girl once. I used to do the temporary tattoos Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, it's such a, such a cool process of doing that and seeing something come from a sketch to life on someone's body. And, um, I actually got, he did, he did two water tattoos on me. And what that means, um, is instead of dipping the needle in ink, he dipped it in water. So Mm -hmm. it was more like a scratch and it just scabbed up and fell off, um, and left no mark there. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to, I just wanted to feel, you know, what people are going through and, you know, you hear people be like, oh, this tattoo hurt, that tattoo mm-hmm. hurt. Um, I just wanted to experience it, you know what I mean? Right. That's so cool. I never heard of a uh, water tattoo. It's like almost like a temporary yeah. tattoo, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the same process, actually. It's just instead of dipping the needle in ink, you're dipping it in water so it doesn't, um, you know, it doesn't have any pigment in there. And he actually did, he did like a rose kind of shape over a big scar that I got from a, from an accident, um, on my arm and it kind of broke up the scar actually. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah. So now it really like healed better than it did originally. <laughs> Who knew what a, a water tattoo would be able to do that? <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Cause then I look at it and I'm like, yeah, but I can't put ink there. Cause then I'm going to, you know, in scrubs, people are going to see that and mm-hmm. actually kind of terrible in the healthcare field they're really they're really against tattoos um and 
at my medical tech school, they told us to hide any visible tattoos in an interview because they literally will not hire you if they see any tattoos, which is crazy. Wow. Actually, it's very conservative. Yeah, no, it makes sense. But most of the time when you guys are working, you guys are covered. Right? For the most yeah, part. yeah, but this, you know, when you're wearing scrubs, you have your arms exposed, and like, mm. I, I love the little cute finger tattoos, the wrist tattoos, you know, the forearm tattoos, and everything, but they're really biased against that in the healthcare field. Wow. Well, you just gotta bounce it or hide it really well. <laughs> yeah, kind of a bummer, but yeah, you know, time for sure. So, yeah. As we're wrapping this up, um, now I can ask you the question <laughs> that I mentioned before. Um, so I shared my profession and I shared why, you know, I have that as the title of the podcast. But I would like for you to share a confession and don't feel pressure to share anything that's, you know, there's no right or wrong. I just ask this as a fun way to um, have every single episode be consistent with one another. Um, but you can share anything and every anything that you are comfortable with, and it can be something silly, something serious, whatever your heart desires. So, if you were to complete the sentence of "my confession is," what would that be? I oh, have a you have a really good confession. I don't know if I can top that. <laughs> no, but there's no like comparison. Um, I mean, being on city confessions, I I, I always have an <laughs> underlying, I guess, like guilt that. I'm a Jersey girl. That's my confession. <laughs> I'm so sorry to say it, but you know, this it's where I'm from. I love being so close to New York. It's the coolest thing that I get to be, you know, an hour, not even an hour, like 40 minutes from New York and not even an hour from the beach. You know, I get to pick and choose. Um, so that would definitely be my confession. No, it's great that you have Jersey pride. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Jersey gets a bad rap, or do you kind of understand why? <laughs> oh, 100%. But just the conversations that I have with people that are so against Jersey, they're like, it's too quiet. And I'm like, well, New York's too loud. Yeah. <laughs> so back and forth with that. No, it's so weird because, like I said, I grew up in the city, and I'm such a girl, like a city girl in and out. But, and then when I was young, you know, I grew up in an apartment. I never, ever, ever, like, thought about oh it'll be nice to have like a house with a backyard it just never was in like my mindset I was super content with being in the city and all, everything and then when I grew up uh, obviously you know you're thinking about family your future and I was like oh my god now it makes sense like I'm like oh wait picket fence yes I'm like oh Long Island Westchester when I would hear that I was like oh my god ew like no and now I'm actually like you know, it's really appealing to have that space. And even right now, I'm in Brooklyn. And I, again, I never, never thought I would move to Brooklyn. But also with the pandemic, it's actually nice to kind of be almost, not secluded, but in the outskirts of the city, you know? Even though I'm still part yeah, of the city. Yeah, I heard that too. Yeah, it was um, almost apocalyptic where, you know, where John mm-hmm. was, I actually picked him up um, about almost two weeks ago um, when he was in the clear and everything. Um, and I was, I brought him back to Jersey with me and I actually got a toad. It was really apocalyptic and scary. He lives right off the Houston, um, in Manhattan. Oh, mm-hmm. Um, but it was, yeah. And I've heard, you know, I have friends that live in Brooklyn they just, 
you know, makes all the difference right now, which is great. Yeah, it does for sure. Um, But right now, I just want to take a moment to just acknowledge what you're doing, um, acknowledging you for your presence and taking time out of your day to come speak with me. Um, I'm so grateful that we connected because again, I don't think I would have been able to really have, you know, had this discussion with you. Um, And I'm sure the listeners got something out of it for sure. And it's just, I just love doing this. It's a passion project of mine. And I think if I were to like, just put all the guests like in this like board, (laughs) it's so crazy how you guys are all just so different you know, like yeah. your backgrounds, but it's so interesting. And I think one thing that binds us is that, you know, we are humans. We share the same sentiments, the same struggles. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be a different story and a different path, but the core of who we are is what binds us. And I think that's so, so beautiful. So yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. This was lovely. And I hope, you know, people out there listening, this can kind of educate them a little bit and ease the anxieties that we're all feeling right now. Yeah. You know, we're all going through it together. Yes. But I have two more questions before we actually wrap it up. So um, what are you currently working on? What can people be on the lookout for from you within the next three months, six months, the next year? Um, Just what are your current projects that you can share? Well, for myself, um, it would be looking at some different med schools, mm-hmm. and that's really exciting for me. Like I shared with you how, you know, school wasn't my strong suit, but I really found it, you know, that I can do it. Um, so that's a big thing for me. And, you know, working on modeling and everything, I know everything came to a halt right now, but, you know, that'll be back. And, you know, I still have, you know, dreams in being other in other publications and gracing the cover of magazines and everything. And I'm working on that too and uh hopefully when this is all over we can all go back to normal and you know get beautiful pictures outside again you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah um okay and then the last question is what brings you the most joy i would have to say family mm. that's that's an easy one for me um and my parents are divorced but they've stayed really really close and co-parent really well i have a younger brother he's autistic and um i'm actually working on working closely with his speech therapist she has an organization um for autistic children turning into adults and having that transition um continuing education for them and ultimately with the goal of creating a, a school a space for them to go um my brother's 18 and you know, when they turn 21, the public school system kind of tosses them aside and just, you know, leaves them to sit at home. And um, I'm kind of making my own foundation and charity to support other local charities that are close to my heart, um, including Team 94, in, you know, in in ordinance of everything going on with the autistic community and my brother being involved in that myself. That's amazing. I truly think you are an amazing person. You're doing so, so much. And I can just tell that you have such a kind heart and a kind soul. Um, And when this is all over, I would love for us to connect in person because I'm all about in-person connections. We can finally like go out and grab a coffee or lunch or something. Um, Yeah, I would love to like keep in touch. Definitely. That sounds great. (laughs) Something to look forward to. (laughs) Tomorrow. Oh, wait. (laughs) Yeah. 
Well, thank you so much, Danielle, for being on. I'm going to leave all of your information in the description so so the listeners can connect with you. Um, And yeah, so I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and stay tuned for the next one. Bye. Bye. Thanks for having me.